Are you ready to learn the business skills you need to accelerate your career? The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business is now offering its highly ranked working professional MBA entirely online. Whether you choose to attend on campus, online, or a mix of both, you're in control, balancing the demands on your busy schedule. Don't wait. Start your personalized MBA journey this fall. Visit go.osu.edu slash WPMBA to learn more and apply. The Ohio State University Max M. Fisher College of Business, where principled leaders are created. Sing it. 
Hallelujah. We give God the glory. We give God the glory. Hallelujah. Let's give God the glory. We're about to get started. to God. Facebook this morning. We're on YouTube and we're on Zoom. So Facebook, we love you, but we're not on Facebook Live. Come on. I told you on last week that we was going to not be on Facebook Live, that we were going to strictly on YouTube. So that's where we are. We are on YouTube and we're on All righty, so we're excited on what the Lord is about to speak to us on this morning. Hallelujah, and I know you can hear me, everybody. Um, for some reason, maybe I gotta stick you, take you back this way. I'm still getting all the technique, all the um, all the other things going on when we're dealing with this technology as you can see we're trying to come on just a little different here um let me take the light back some hallelujah amen there we go take this down son so you can hear me kind of caught a hot flash there trying to do everything decent and in order all right hold on There we go. For some reason, we're blinking in and out. Don't know why, but I think you can see me there. Maybe let me take it off the uh, 
screen here, please. None. How about that? That's better. Okay, there we go. Let's do it that way. How's that? Okay. Yeah, that other screen, it was on there from another show we were doing, so I do apologize for the technical difficulties with the timing, but we're right on schedule. And we're going to go ahead and start with our Sunday School of Logos class. We thank God for you being here. We welcome you. I need for you to go ahead and send this out to somebody, everybody, anybody, and so that they can be blessed. And we're going to be discussing because I know for sure that some of the things that we have been going through, you know, through the pandemic and everything, you know, everybody is starting over a new, fresh, hallelujah, way of doing things is not the usual the way that we used to do things you know some of us have stepped out of our comfort zone by force we had to do some things by force we had to start our own business by force we had to do the ministry only by faith with only God amen and that part is not easy because some of us have been doing it or haven't using our own will and way but in this time and season as we're overcoming and getting back into. Are you ready to learn the business skills you need to accelerate your career? The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business is now offering its highly ranked working professional MBA entirely online. Whether you choose to attend on campus, online, or a mix of both, you're in control, balancing the demands on your busy schedule. Don't wait. Start your personalized MBA journey this fall. Visit go.osu.edu slash WPMBA to learn more and apply. The Ohio State University Max M. Fisher College of Business, where principled leaders are created. What's my pet peeve? Messy cat litter. Those furry little pads turn into cat litter super spreaders, leaving the already been used litter scattered across the floor for your bare feet to discover. The solution? World's best cat litter's new load tracking and dust control. It's quick clumping, made from corn so it doesn't stick to paws like clay, and specially formulated to stay where it belongs in the box. Switch to World's Best Cat Litter for a happier, less littered home. The swing of things, God have opened up doors, and I tell you, that secret place, that place of prayer, you know, we have already talked about the significance of the gifts of the Spirit. Um, we have talked about the sevenfold spirits of God, you know, and by this being our Sunday School Logos um, class, we want to stay in the word of God. And I believe that even as we begin to talk about prayers and declaration, which talk about the secret place, you know, because that is a place of prayer. And it was great that we began to talk about faith and began to talk about miracle signs and wonders and all the other uh, manifestational gifts. And then we talked about the ministerial gifts. And then we talked about the motivational gifts, as well as the sevenfold spirits of God. But at the end of the day, we need to understand that we need to also continue to stay in that secret place, that place where we continue to talk with God, that place where we our prayers are being answered. So today I want to talk a little bit about that secret place, if we can. Hallelujah. Let's go over to the book of Psalms 119. 
We welcome you, SOAR International Outreach Network. This is our Sunday School Logos, and like I said, um, this goes into our morning service as well. So you need to come on and get here if you're coming, because you never know when the Holy Spirit is going to shut off, because we've only been guided and used by the Spirit of God, meaning that when He say that's enough, that's enough. So that's why He allowed us to speak the Word of God through our School of Logos, and then giving you an encouraging word, and allowing that to be the service that God has given unto us on this Sunday morning. So I know that is not usually the way that most of us usually go to church on Sunday. And we have a praise, a worship song, a prayer, then a word of encouragement, scripture, then Sunday school, then come back, do worship, come again, do praise, then tithes and offering. Yes, we do do tithes and offering. So you can come on back, do tithes and offering. But at the end of the day, we never know how the Holy Spirit is going to move. So we're moving by the Spirit of God, amen, not the church fundamentals, but by God's Spirit, amen. So let's go over to the book of Psalms, chapter 119, and let's go to verse, there we go, I love it, let's see. Now, we also begin to talk about the benefits of obedience, See, all of this is going to tie in. We talked about the benefits of obedience. We're talking about how to hear the voice of God. So all of this is tied into even the significance of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the sevenfold spirits of God, benefits um, of God. Let me just um, talk just a little bit about the benefits of obedience because this is still, we're still in Psalms 119, but this is verse 2, but I'm not going to be in verse 2. We're going to go to, we're going to um, go down past verse 2 because we're going to talk about the secret place, but in order for us to get into that secret place and stay in that secret place, don't you know that when we get in that secret place, there are benefits of obedience that is received through God because of our obedience, being in that secret place, that place of prayer, not because we're coming to ask him for anything or we're coming to get any or gain anything but we are obedient to his will and his word amen dear heavenly father decrease me that you may increase allow the holy spirit to speak through me holy spirit open up their minds open up their hearts open up their ears to hear the spirit of the living god as your servants speak and it's the holy spirit um teach through my lips lord god i ask you oh god to allow us not to be the same even as you give us this word of logos on this morning in jesus name amen so i wanted to read to you just something out of my commentary here if i can before we get into talking about the secret place if that's okay so the benefits of obedience which we have been discussing that and i believe most of y'all that come on to our every other tuesday show i am a psalms 139 14 woman hour we talked about the benefits of obedience but here it says that in psalms 119 um, verse 2 promises blessings for people who obey God's word amen and seek him wholeheartedly hallelujah so at the end of the day when we obey God's word these are the benefits hallelujah but in order to receive the benefits we have to make sure 
that we are avoiding sin and pursuing godliness. Amen. Because a lot of people deny, um, you know, they, they have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. You know, they look holy. They sound holy. They quote scriptures. They doing all the fundamentals. They're praying. They're doing all the things that it looks like is God, but really their life is really just havoc. Their life is just not holy. Their life is just not um, in a good in God's eyes, but they have a form of godliness. But in order for us to reap the benefits um and the things that God has for us, we must avoid sin and we must pursue godliness, meaning that we must have a motivation um, into worshiping and praising God and calling on God, even in our situations that we feel that are unbearable, situations that we feel like we got it under control. But you know what? It's always good to still call on God because at the end of the day, it is his will that needs to be done and not our will. And what happens is, is that we get in the way when we begin to call on our own selves, when we need to be calling on God, because it allows us to continue to what? Pursue godliness. It allows us to stay in that place of obedience amen so at the end of the day that we will have a pure lifestyle that we will have a holy lifestyle meaning that we will set ourselves apart meaning setting ourselves apart from those um, individuals that are ungodly or things that are ungodly things that we know that would take us out of the will of God why watch a movie when we know that we're trying to avoid different things and that movie has all those things in it you know that's why it's very important on what we allow our children to watch on tv because we're telling them hey don't do drugs we're telling them hey don't um sell drugs we're telling them hey don't have sex but we're allowing them to watch movies that's having sex we allow them to watch movies that's selling drugs we allow them to watch movies that is doing all the things above that we're telling them don't do and don't you know that is a way that the enemy gets into their minds to put it in their thoughts to make them think of these things so that when they begin to reach a certain age they begin to think and say well you know what what it may not hurt for me just to touch it a little bit or just see what it is what it's like and just that small touch or that small just getting into it sometimes will lead them into being trapped so that's why we have to be very um, careful on what we allow what we allow our children to watch on TV, what we allow our children to hear in their hearing, even music, even just conversations. You know, right now, these days and times, we're allowing our children to listen to grown people conversations. You know, when adults are talking, especially about certain things or just adult things, we're allowing our children to be in the same room with us as we're discussing those issues. Or maybe husband and wife, you're having difficulties in the house and you are allowing your children to hear you know your argument or what you're going through when they're really not old enough to really take in that because what they have in their mind is that mom and daddy is okay mom and daddy loves each other mom and daddy they're happy together but when they begin to see these things this allows them to begin to act out because they're saying well wait a minute they're married wait a minute these are my parents I thought that they love each other I thought that they um, enjoy each other but when they hear all these negative things that we show them in their presence when these are things that we need to have behind closed doors but sometimes we don't even need those things behind closed doors we need to be able to ask God to show us how to communicate with one another why are we constantly arguing one another why are we constantly 
disagreeing with one another. You know, when, when, when you're married, you know, there's a two-way street. I know a lot of times there's someone in that marriage that wants to take control over everything, but it's not like that. Y'all both have to um, come into um, agreement. And, and, and try to deal with certain things together and try to talk things out together and communicate things together so that when you begin to do these things, you're able to come to a meeting of, a, of the mind. And when you're able to come to the meeting of a, the mind, then you're able to solve different things. So this allows us to keep a pure lifestyle, a holy lifestyle, a, sta a lifestyle that is um, healthy. You know, we need a healthy lifestyle, especially in front of our children. We need to adjust to our priorities. We need to make sure that we're doing things that are priority unto God, not things that we think that's priority unto us. A lot of times we feel like, oh, we got to go do this because, hey, this is what I want to do. When really it's not important. What God wants us to do is what he wants us to do. But sometimes we put God things on the back burner and say, you know what? I can get to that at another time when God is saying, no, no, no. I need for you to do this right now. Because when you do this right now, then you're going to see the benefit of what I have for you. So at the end of the day, we don't want to do what God wants us to do in the beginning. We want to do it when we get ready. But see, you won't reap the benefits because you're not being obedient to what God is telling you to do first. So God's priorities is more prioritized over our priorities. That's why I say let God will be done. Amen. When God will is done, then guess what? Everything else will come on to us. So at the end of the day, I just wanted to touch just a little bit on that because I don't want to get too much into that because we're going to come back on that and talk about that at another time because I want to break down the benefits of obedience so that we can be right on that mark so that we can receive the promises that God has for us because there are so many promises. Um, I believe there's over what 162 promises in the Bible that God have already promised us. Don't you know we can retrieve and receive those promises if we just be obedient to the things of God? But let's talk about the secret place amen let's go to we, we're already in the book of psalms 119 let's go to verse 114 psalms 119 verse 114 it says thou art my hiding place and my shield i hope in thy word now that's in king james version let's go over to I want to break it down. We're going to go in a couple versions if that's okay. God bless everybody for joining us. Make sure you go ahead and send this out to somebody because we're not live on Facebook, but we're on YouTube. So make sure that they get the link. Amen. Glory to the kings of kings. Amen. So let's go. Psalms 119 verse 114 reads again. Now I'm coming out of the new um, King James version and then the amplified version. Okay. All right, here we go. You are my hiding place and my shield. I hope in your word. Amplified version. You are my hiding place and my shield. I hope in your word. Same thing. Same thing. Come on. Same thing. But let's go over to, let's stay right there. Let's bookmark this. And let's go over to Psalms 32 and 7. I told y'all this is the school of logos. We're in the word. Psalms 32 and 7 says, You are my hiding place for me. 
You, Lord, preserve me from trouble. You surround me with songs and shouts of deliverance. Salah. Pause and calmly think of that. Just think of that. Just think of that. He made it personal. He said this. He said, you are a hiding place for me. Meaning, this place is what I have prepared to where to meet you at. You know, back in the day when we were children, we played hide and seek. We would go and hide, and our brothers and sisters would come and seek us to find us. But David is saying, I am prepared a hiding place, a place that is quiet, a place that's set aside, a place that is just, I'm going to meet just you, God. Nobody else knows about this place. I'm not telling everybody on Facebook or Twitter or telling everybody everywhere else saying, hey, I'm in this place about to meet God. But I'm in this hiding place where this place is a place that is secluded. This place is a place where it's pure. This is a place where I ain't just doing any kind of thing in this place because I know my God, the Holy Spirit, is going to meet me right here. See, Holy Spirit just don't meet in any place. We got to be very careful when we invite Holy Spirit because Holy Spirit only comes into what? Pure places, holy places, places that are set apart for him. Hallelujah. So David is saying, I hide you in this secret place. This is the place where I need for you to meet me. Now, let's go to Psalms. That right there was um, Psalms 32 and 7. Let's go to Psalms 91. Now, that's the one I've been waiting to get to. And now we're going to get into that hiding place, the secret place. Amen. So Psalms 91, which everybody is familiar with that scripture. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain mean abide. Remain means abide. Abide means remain in Christ. He says those that are abiding me. Remember that's how he said the disciples you would know them that are my disciples because they will what? Abide in me. Meaning that they will remain in me. In spite of the storm that come they gonna still know that it's me. In spite of the circumstances that may over try to overtake them they gonna remain in me. Even no matter if they get that job that they've been praying for that job. You know a lot of times when we're seeking the things of God and when things have went so crazy in our lives we come to church on time we're doing all of this for the for God and we're doing all of this you know really is it for God or is it just for show is it just because we are trying to, to to get what we want but really we don't want God we want the things that God has for us but are we willing to be obedient still when God gives us the things that we ask him for see what God does is he tests us see he will give us what our hearts so desire but at the end of the day he has so much more I mean so much in abundance to give unto us but what happens is we leave after the little crumbs of blessings that come onto us when God has such a more of abundance but what he's doing is he's testing our faith he's testing our word he's testing 
or a vow. That's right, y'all. We make vows unto God. We say, Lord, okay, if you bless me, I'm going to make sure that I come to church every Sunday. I'm going to make sure I do this for the ministry. I'm going to make sure I go this for your people. I'm going to go serve in the community. I'm going to go help the homeless. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do that. And soon when we get blessed, we get our jobs, we get our money, we get our wives, we get our husbands, we get our children. You know, these are prayers that we pray for in the secret place that we're about to talk about. But at the end of the day, once some of those blessings have been released in our lives, guess what? We leave God. That's why he says to remain. He says, he says right here, he says, he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall remain. Remain means to abide, remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the almighty whose power no folk can withstand. See, the reason why things are being shaken in your life because you have removed yourself. You're unstable instead of being stable. He says remain stable, meaning when you remain in him, nothing can come in and touch you. Like Job, the enemy was to was able to attack the things what around him, but he wasn't able to what touch him. See, we don't remain, we don't be stable. See, when we get into the secret place, it is a place where we hide out to meet God. Why? Because His Word promised us in Psalms one nineteen, what I just read one fourteen, you are my hiding place, right, and my shield. And wait for your word means that I'm waiting on God's word. I'm waiting on his voice. I'm waiting on the next move of God. I'm waiting on what God is about to tell me and where God is about to. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Send me and who God is about to connect me with. But sometimes when we get in that hiding place, we feel like, okay, I've already gotten a word when really God haven't even given us the whole word. We have got part of the word, what we were seeking for, but we did not really get the direction. See, we got some instructions, but did not get the direction. So with the small instructions that we receive, we go out and we make a hiccup because we did not get the what? instruction we got the direction but not the instruction that's why the secret place hallelujah is wow what a promise right see when we're hiding in the secret place it allows us hallelujah it allows us to be more reverence unto God God is able to show his love unto us why because now we are surrendering ourselves under God See, we have to learn to surrender. We don't want to surrender. 
We don't want to be obedient. We want everything like a microwave, cooked, ready to go. When we have to first surrender unto God, sometimes we have to wait. See, he has already given us directions, but he wants to give us the final instructions. Okay, I know he said, okay, go ahead and start the ministry. But that was a direction. But now he needs to give you the, the, the instructions on how you're going to move forth in that direction. But soon when we get that word, we feel like we could just jump right out there and just do when there needs that you need to have instruction. But in order to receive those instructions, you have to stay in the secret place. You have to stay in the hiding in the secret place because it allows God's presence to come. It allows you to be more reverence unto his word. Then you're able to fear God more. See, we don't, he has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. But we need to fear God. We don't fear God no more. We have gotten the direction and have left God. When he said, no, I have the instructions. See, God gives us instructions on how to do it. You know, like Nehemiah, even though he gave Nehemiah the direction to go to Jerusalem, but he gave him the instructions on first how to proceed by first going to the king. And the king was going to look at his continent and know that something was wrong. So this was confirmation from the direction that God gave Nehemiah that because the king was so in tune in the spirit, he was able to discern his continents and ask him, what is it? And he was able, come on now, to give him specific, hallelujah, directions on what God had given him, but not the final instructions because along the way, God gave Nehemiah instructions on how to rebuild Jerusalem. Come on, y'all, that spirit. That's Holy Spirit. So at the end of the day, the secret place is our hiding place, which is of prayer, which includes God himself, not just ourselves, not just everybody. Sometimes God just wants you to be you and God, not just calling a prayer party. Nothing wrong with a prayer party. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes God just needed to be you and him. And the reason why God needed to be just you and him, because he wants to now give you instructions and only you can take in the instructions because it is the vision that he has given only you and only you is able to carry. But he was seeing those forerunners to help carry the vision that he's given you. But how could you take the vision and run with it if you don't have the final instructions because you're not staying in the secret place long enough? We don't go into a place of prayer no more. Even when we're getting ready to preach God's word, we get ready to do a program, a service, we're getting ready to hit the streets. Do we go into a place of prayer and fasting? See, when you're going into different territories, there are different demons. So you're going to have to not only be prayed up, but you're going to have to be fasted up. Amen. Because you're going into a territory where these demons, hallelujah, which they're never stronger than God. But if you're not ready, amen, it can cause havoc for you. So that's why you have to go into a place of prayer and fasting. Because remember, when the disciples asked Jesus, why, hey, wait a minute, we've been rolling with you this long. Why can't we cast it out? Because only through what? Fasting and praying. 
only through fasting and praying, we're only able to uh, cast out these demons. So we got to be able to have more of the instruction of God. See, we need to include God in everything that we're doing, y'all. The secret place is an intimate and quiet, secluded place, free from the noise and distractions of everyday life. People. It's a place where you could go to, a place where you could feel safe in, an environment where it's just peace, it's quiet. It's a place where you tune in to the Spirit of God and you could just relax there. You know, you don't even have to come and ask for anything. You can just lay in the presence and lay out before God. And God is already working out some things in your heart, in your mind, in your spirit. And by the time you come up out of that secret place, come on. The heaviness that you came in there with has been lifted. That's why you got to understand that you have to have this secret place, this hiding place in God. Because this hiding place, secret place in God is going to bring you closer to God. This secret place, again, it keeps you away from even yourself. <laughs> See, you have to die out to yourself. Even in this secret place, it allows you to die out to your own flesh, your own way of thinking, your own ability, your own education, your own, come on, way of, way of, way you used to do things. This secret place allows you not to think on how you make your own calculations or how you make your own things work, but it takes you out of that place where it's me. But just him. Amen. See, prayer should never be taken out of our plan. Prayer should always be in our plan, our agenda, our vision, our, 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 our business, and our ministry, and any and everything that we do. Prayer needs to be up front, upmost part of our day. In the beginning, us waking up. In the beginning, as we're laying down, even in the beginning, as we're going through our day, just talking to God. Don't you know prayer is not always just bowing down, kneeling down, but you could be driving in your car. You could be on your way to your break. You could be on your way to a meeting. You could be on your way to the grocery store. You could be on your way to wherever you may be. I'm just saying prayer is wherever you take it. Wherever you bring God, he's there. He's not just in one place. Your hiding place, your secret place can be in your car. Your hiding place, your secret place can be wherever you are because the glory of God needs to follow you, be on you, be in you, be with you. So he will be with you. So your secret place is wherever you are. But then you have that secret place where you go and just commune with God. See, you need to make sure that prayer is your catapult in everything. And everything that you're trying to achieve in God, prayer needs to be up front. Let me help somebody. Just because people say, I'm going to a secret place of prayer, doesn't mean that God is always there. So you better make sure that your secret place of prayer, you better make sure that, that, that God's presence is there. How do I get the presence of God to be in the secret place that I call my hiding place? By being obedient to the things of God. By surrendering. By dying out to yourself. By avoiding sin, your sinful nature. By These are different things that allows the presence of God to come in wherever you are. See, the thing is, God is not impressed on what we say out of our mouth. Just so people can see, oh, God is here and God is there. 
God is impressed by our lifestyle. You know, worship is not just a song. Worship is just not music. Worship is our lifestyle. How do we live when people don't see us? How do we live when we're not in front of the people on Sunday morning, leaders? How do we live when we're in our car, when a car is in front of us and they made the wrong move, they almost hit us? Come on, are we road raging? Are we cussing? Are we fussing? What about when our children hit us on the wrong side? Come on, are we cussing and fussing? What about our husbands and our wives? What about our family members? Come on, what about our boss? What about, are we, how are we reacting? It is the reaction. It is our reaction. The reaction is what really allow God to really see who we are. So at the end of the day, we need to understand that it's the intimacy with God. See, God wants us to know that a secret place is just not that secret. Uh-uh. A secret place is just that secret where nobody knows where it is. Only you and God. That's why, I, look, let's go back here. 119.14 says, you are my hiding place. See, when you when somebody say hiding, that means that nobody can find you. I'm hiding. Meaning, you can't find me. I'm somewhere where I can't be found. So, that secret place is a place where nobody can find you. So, that secret place needs to be in God where only God can find you. We're allowing everybody else to find us but God. When God is saying, hey, hello, I'm God. Hey, hello, I'm the one, but everybody else can find you, but I'm looking for you. Where are you? Matter of fact, I'm knocking, I'm knocking, you're not answering, but everybody else is knocking, and guess what? You're answering them, but you're saying that I'm your hiding place. Why can't I find you? Why can't I find you? Because you're not where I want you to be. You don't even fear me. You don't even obey me. You don't even worship me. You don't even respect me. You don't even reverence me. So how could you say that I'm your hiding place? How could you say, hey, God, come into my secret place when there's so much smoke, when there's so much drama, when there's so much bitterness, when there's so much unforgiveness? Yes, God is a forgiving God. He will come into that secret place, the hiding place, but the thing is, you have to surrender. You have to give it to God. You can't just say, okay, God, I'm going to forgive him. Okay, God, I don't have bitterness. Okay, God, I don't have unforgiveness. Okay, God, and then tomorrow you're going right back on the same rampant page with bitterness. God already know your tomorrow. He already know your future. He already know what's to come. So he already know what's in your heart. So you can't fool God. You make it fool somebody else because sometimes they can't read your heart. Most of the time, they won't be able to read your heart. But God can read your heart. God can read your mind. God knows what you're thinking. He knows what you're going to do. He knows what you're not going to do. So at the end of the day, are you really hiding? He's saying to my people, are you really hiding? Are you really um, setting this secret place up for me to come and find you? Where are you? I've come, but I can't find you. Where are you at? You're running around impatient. You're running around seeking everything else but me. You're running around seeking money. You're running around seeking prestige. You're running around seeking power. You're running around seeking um, opinions. Want everybody to like you. Want everybody to cheer you on. No. Wait for me. Wait for me in that secret place. I'm coming. I'm working on your patience. See, when God is working on our patience, y'all, let me help. It's not easy. Patience is not an easy fruit to obtain. Hallelujah. Patience is not easy. But when God is working on our patience, you know something good is coming out of it. Because when we can obtain the fruit of patience, amen, 
we're able to not only wait on the things, but we're able to wait on God. So, come on now. He says that you are hiding. You are my hiding place and my shield. I hope in your word. Meaning that I trust in your word. Come on. I believe in your word. I, I want just your word. Come on now. I want only your word. Nothing but the word of God. That's the only thing I want. Nothing else but your word. Give me just your word, Lord. I don't want nothing else but just your word, Lord. I don't want my own word. I want just your word. Because when I get your word, Lord, guess what? I know that I can go places. When I get your word, Lord, I know things can happen. Amen? I need your word, Lord. I'm hiding, waiting for your word. Come on now. See, a secret place is just that secret. Nobody knows where, what, when, how, who, and what effect you're going or doing or what you're doing there. I'm talking about the secret place, y'all. The secret place is an intimate and spiritual place where we can dwell in God's bosom. See, in the secret place, we can dwell and know that when we're there, God is already there with us. When we're there, we don't have to look hard because God is already there. Come on now. A lot of times when you're looking for something, you're looking, but guess what? You got to keep on looking, but you don't find. But when we're in that secret place, guess what? We already done found it. God is already there. God has already, we, we have already found God in that secret place. Amen? It says the secret place is an intimate and spiritual place where we can dwell in God's bosom away from people in the world around us to divinely tune into God as we meet with him one-on-one, -on -one, face to face, after everybody else done left, after everybody else done said what they'd do, but really did not stick to their word. You know, people will always make a promise, but that doesn't mean that they will keep it. But one thing about God, the promises that he have given us, the 162 promises or a little bit more that he have given us, guess what? They're already written. They're already there. They're already ours. The thing is we have to obtain them. He's not taking them back. Only way we won't receive those promises if we're not obedient to the things of God. If we're not in the hiding place. What is the hiding place? The hiding place is also God's word. God's word is the hiding place. Because when we hide in God's word, we're learning God more because he is the word. See, the hiding place, secret place is God. In the beginning was the what? Word. And the word was what? With God. And the word is what? Is God. It is. Come on. Come on. I, I, I want to go somewhere. Mm, mm, mm. Y'all, because this secret place is more than just a location. This secret place is more than just a geographic area. This secret place is more than just that. This secret place is God himself. So I'm trying to help you stay in the secret place. Don't get out of the secret place. I don't care what blessing you done received. I don't care what you have already gotten from what you asked. Amen. No, the secret place is in God. Amen. Don't get out of that secret place. Stay in the secret place. Don't get out of the secret place, y'all. You got to stay in the secret place. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me go somewhere. I want to I wanna get something. Hallelujah. Amen. Here we go. Now, 
In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In the beginning, before all of this, before this secret place, before this geographic location, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shone in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Amplified version. In the beginning, meaning before all time, was the Word, Christ, God. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God Himself. Come on. All things were made and came into what existence through Him. And without Him was not even one thing made that has come into being. In Him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shine on in the darkness. For the darkness have never overpowered it. Put it out or absorb it or appropriate is an A. So like. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. It's light. It would never dim. Darkness would never ever comprehend or apprehend light. Light always comprehend and apprehend darkness. The word, the secret place is God. You need to stay in the secret place, which in the beginning was the word, which is the secret place. And the word was with God and the word, word was God. And the word, matter of fact, is still God. Still God. Still. No matter what. So it's only in the secret place you're able to retrieve God. Not in your place. Not in your own location. But in the secret place, amen. See, when you're in the secret place, you're coming face to face with God. Meaning in the spirit. He's able to touch you by spirit. Because nobody can see God and live. We know that. Not the secret services, but the place where all the services is performed and initiated through the kings of kings and the lords of lords. See, what cause can we associate with our prayer life, or should I rather say, how can we discipline our time and our lifestyle to make prayer our priority? Let me help somebody here. It will cost us much more. It will cost us 
everything. If we don't make prayer our priority over everything above in life. Why? I'm glad you asked. Second Chronicle says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Come on now. We have to humble ourselves, meaning we have to surrender. We have to die out. It's going to cost you everything. Everything, sometimes what you have worked for all your life. But it's worth it. Because you got over 162 or more promises in the word of God that is more prominent than any promises or money that we have in this world. So, which one is it? God has not only mandated prayer to be a vehicle of our supernatural change, but he has chosen us to be part of his plan. He chose us. We didn't choose him. He chose to die for us. He chose to come back for us. He chose for us to have life and life more abundantly. So that we can enjoy what? The promises and the blessings for being obedient to his word of surrendering. See, you only get this through being obedient and surrendering to his word all unto him, meaning that we represent him. See, representation means representing someone in their absence the same way they will represent themselves. So how are we representing God? How are we talking? Are we talking like God? Are we dressing appropriate? Are we, come on, what? how is we representing God? I know we have big churches and big buildings that look nice on the outside, but what about the inside? I know it's a lot of people, but what about their hearts? What about their minds? Where are they in their faith? Are they able to not just quote scripture? A lot of you can quote it, but are you living it? Is the scriptures living out of you? Is your heart pure? Is your heart surrender unto God? How are we representing God? See, it's the representation. Even as we're in the secret place. Because anytime we're communing with God or intimate with God, we can't come any kind of way. You know, he said, come as you are. We come as we are. But as we come as we are, we don't stay the same. We have to change. There has to be a change in us. We can't just, you know, keep being the same when we know right from wrong. You know, that's why it says sin, transgression, and iniquity. There's a difference in those. Because you have a knowing. You don't know. Okay? Where we all were born into sin. Amen? But at the end of the day, when we know we're wrong. We know we're transgression. We know we were doing the things that we know not to do. But at the end of the day, we must understand that we are ambassadors of Christ. His representatives of earth. We must mirror his image as himself. His fruit shall be reverent in our life when people see us coming. They should say, here come light. Here come love. Here come joy. Here come kindness. Here come long-suffering. Oh, that woman, she long. Oh, my God. She's so oh, long-suffering is all on her. She still come with a loving heart. 
She still come with an open heart. She still come with kindness on her lips. Even though we know she done lost everything. She done lost everybody. Matter of fact, they done betrayed her. They done used her. But she still come helping. She still come running, supporting. She still come running, doing what a Proverbs 31 woman does. Amen. You know, we're going to talk about that Proverbs 31 woman one day. Because a lot of y'all don't understand is that it was something that was said in the beginning. In the beginning, his mother, Lemon mother, began to tell him what to look for in that Proverbs 31 woman. See, at the end of the day, you can know a Proverbs 31 woman, but if you don't know what is obtained to receive that Proverbs 31 woman or what to look for in that Proverbs 31 woman, you will be deceived. Because a lot of times, people can portray themselves to be that Proverbs 31 woman, but really, in reality, it's the one woman that Lehman's mother told him not to go after. That's another totally different teaching. But anyway... At the end of the day, we are ambassadors of Christ. We're his representatives of earth. I'm breaking this down for y'all. We must mirror, come on, his image as himself. His fruit shall be reverent in our life when people see us coming. The love of God is not a word or a simple what somebody says to us in an exciting moment. People going to tell you, oh, I love you. Especially when you bless them and you pray for them and things happen for them. I love you. I Come on. But tell them to sow a seed. Or tell them to come and support and help and do come and do outreach. Let's go outside under the bridges, the highways. Let's come put together some bags. Put together some packages. Because, you know, that's a lot of work. You know, lifting and, 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 and lifting boxes and, and packaging stuff to give out to those that are needy. People don't want to come in and do that work. But they, you know, look, you pray for them. Oh, we love you. Oh, we like you. Oh, but soon you ask them come and support you and doing outreach, doing the lifting, the heavy. Nobody wants to do heavy lifting. You know, people just want to come and be seen. People just want to come and be on the front line. They don't want to be in the background. They don't want to do the lifting. They don't want to do the packing. They don't want to do the sorting. They don't want to do the hard things in the background, but they want to be up front. But see, this type of love that God is talking about is that, are you willing to get your hands dirty, meaning that, are you willing to sweat and you work, no matter if you're being seen, no matter if your name is not being called, are you willing to come and do my work, are you really coming to plow the field, are you really want to come and sow into what I'm telling you to sow in, good ground, we sow in so many grounds that we think is prosperous because you see many people in the building. But your money is not going anywhere because you're sowing into numbers. When you need to be sowing into the blessing, the favor of the soil that God told you to sow in. But because you may not see the people that you may see somewhere else. Or your church may not be big like you expect it to be big. But that's the place where your seed going to grow. That's the place of obedience. That's the place that's going to bring some fertilization to the seed that God told you to sow. Amen. So are you willing to represent Christ in areas that he's telling you to represent him in? Meaning being obedient and sowing in those different soils or helping with your hands and with your giftings and with your talents. No, we want to go where we're able to be seen, we're able to be heard. People want to call our name. There's a lot of people. Not in this day and season. Not in this time of season. God says the remnant. It's the remnant. 
Look for the remnant, not the big brick and mortal, mortal and brick, not all the people. It's the remnant. That's where the glory is. The remnant. That's where the favor is. The remnant. That's where God is. It's in the remnant. The small. Because they have a heart. They know how to represent Christ. They know how to look like Christ. Talk like Christ. Come on. Smell like Christ. There is a aroma coming out of their life. They don't just. It's just not words. You know. Words are just words. They don't mean anything. But how are we really living? How are we really representing Christ? How is our heart? You know, somebody say, oh, because a person didn't say thank you. Or because a person didn't do this. I'm not going to support them. Let me tell you something. A lot of people ain't going to say thank you. Let me help somebody. A lot of people ain't going to say welcome. But we wanted, we should say thank you when somebody does something right. We should say welcome. You're welcome, right? But guess what? In this day and time, people ain't saying thank you. Do what you do unto Christ, not unto man. So if you're doing it unto man, guess what? If they don't say thank you, you're going to be offended. Make sure what you're doing, it is unto Christ. So when they don't say thank you, when they don't say welcome, you won't be offended and then you won't stop being obedient to what God is telling you to do. Because a lot of times we walk out of obedience because somebody haven't said thank you. Don't you know they killed Christ? The same ones that didn't say thank you, but they want they got healing. They got deliverance. He fed the 5,000, 7,000. But they was the same one that said crucify him. Did they say thank you after the healing? Did they say thank you after the miracle? Did they say thank you after the breakthrough? Uh-uh. They said crucify him. So what do you think they're going to say to you? Crucify you. Huh? So let me help you. So in that, love is an action which is expressed through sometimes the most unbearable moments of forgiveness. Could you show love and when God is telling you to forgive? Hey, that's not easy. I am a leader. I'm here to tell you. It's not easy. We deal with people all day. People that come and go. People that, oh, say all type of foul things against you. Because you want to help people. Because God sent you with a right now word. God sent you with truth. And because you don't compromise. And because you're not giving, them, giving the people what they want, but giving them what they need because the, 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 the Spirit of God is telling you, you are hated. They are going around, splurt your name, saying that you're this, you're that. But at the end of the day, are you willing to still love them? Can I help you? It is not easy. But we are not only... We are required to love. I ain't got to like you, but I got to love you. I have to love you for real. Even when you have betrayed me. Even when you have talked about me. Even when you have said, don't you know, I hear in the spirit. You know, not only being a prophet of God, but being a seer. I hear in the spirit all of the time. And I hear what people say. And then they come in my face and say, hey, apostle, God bless you. Smiling, but behind my back, 
my God, my God. But guess what? I have to love you. God allowed me to hear you and to see you, to pray for you, to love you, to respect you. But at the end of the day, I may not have to like you, but I love you. I'm going to love you to life, like it or not. I'm going to love the hell out of you. I'm going to love that darkness out of you. I'm going to love that hate out of you. I'm going to love that bitterness out of you. I'm going to love that unforgiveness out of you. I'm going to love that jealousy out of you. I'm going to love that envy out of you. Listen, there's no reason to be envy or jealous of me. Let me tell you something. Hey, you want it? You can have it. You think this fight is easy? Hey, you can have it. You want this anointing? Come get it. It ain't, it wasn't easy. It still ain't easy. You want this glory? Hey, you can have it. But let me help, let me help you. It's not easy to carry. So do you think you're going to survive it? So please be careful when you begin to envy people. When you begin to be jealous of people. You don't know the price that they had to pay. You don't know the hell that they had to overcome. You don't know the struggle. You don't know the tears, the sleepless, the sleepless nights. You don't know the struggle. You don't know the fight in between. You don't know how they had to keep the towel and keep the keys when they was ready to throw it in and say, God, here, you can have this. You don't know. So please, before you come for us, know the story. So at the end of the day, love is action. It's not just what you say. You have to live it. People can say, I love you all day. But guess what? Sometimes people can do things over and over to hurt us. But when we think of Jesus, he loved for us, dying for us. When we have sinned over and over again, what an immeasurable love Gene, Jesus has for us, right? We are called by his name, meaning that we are what? Sons of God. Who is tied into what? An inheritance. We can withdraw from it any time as long as we are what? Abiding in Christ in the secret place, intimately, constantly devoting ourselves to what? Prayer. Being watchful and thankful. Why? Because we love him. We love him. We love him. See, Father, God is big enough and mighty enough to act on our behalf even when we come before him in prayer. So we must remember God promises in the secret place. How could you retrieve the promises if you're not in the secret place? The Bible says in Psalms 119, 114, you are my hiding place and my shield. I will wait for your word. Your word is what? In the word of God. So as we study God's word, we're in God. God is right there ready to meet us. Right? God is waiting for us to divinely connect with him intimately in the secret place. He wants us to remain in him, meaning abide in him. Amen. Where he can change our situation. When we continue to stay connected to God, the grapevine, it gives us access to bear fruit. Because we are connected to only the power source that produce and illuminate everything. Why? Because God is the creator of what? All things. I just read it. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made in him was life and life was the light of men and the light shone in the darkness and darkness did not comprehend it. There it is. 
There it is right now. So we don't need to have the product of prayer. We are the product of prayer. Why? Because God sees in the secret place and he only rewards openly. So we must believe by faith that there is always a product of every second minute and hour, day, month, and year where? In prayer. Why? I'm glad you asked once again. Prayer changes things. God will answer as soon as we call, he will what? Hear. While we're speaking, he shall answer his word once again. Let us know. Let's go. Let me show you. Matthew 21, 21, 22. Jesus replied to them, I assure you and most solely say to you, if you have faith, meaning personal trust and confidence in me, and do not doubt or allow yourself to be drawn into two directions, only one, unto God. You will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, be taken up, thrown into the sea, it will happen. Listen, if God wills it, and whatever you ask for in prayer, it didn't say in our work. It didn't say on our job. It didn't say in our money, in our ability, our education. But whatever we ask for, we're in prayer, but we have to believe, guess what? We will receive it. Wait a minute. Let's turn to the next level of prayer, our faith, which drives our prayer in a four speed forward. Because Hebrews 11 and 1 says, now faith is the substance of things, what? Hope for, for the evidence, what? Reality are things not seen, right? So to understand the prayer of faith, we should first know that faith is where it comes from. Because the Bible says now faith is what? The substance of things hoped for. For the evidence means our reality of things not seen. So in other words, what are we saying? We're saying faith is the spiritual substance that caused the things that we are what? Hoping for to come what? Into reality. So when we're sick, the thing that we're hoping for is what? Good health, right? So faith causes that thing that we hope for, which is what? Health, good health, come on, to become real, meaning get healing, which we are already healed. So we don't get healing. We declare healing because by his stripes, we're what? Already healed. There it is. So when we are confused, do not know what to do. Faith comes, the thing that we hope for is the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of what? God's word, through God's word, and where? The secret place, the hiding place, where God is. So when our faith, and when we have faith, the thing that we're hoping for is so much real, then whatever we may see with our own eyes, because now we're able to what? Decree and declare, call into existence. So what is faith? I'm glad you asked. We will learn more about that on next week. So God bless you. So on next week, we're going to talk about the divine prayers of faith that activates, that, that is activated from the secret place, the place where we remain, we abide. We just talked about the hiding place that we, even David, invited God into. Amen. I'm so excited, y'all, because God is allowing us to tap more into 
our secret place, the hiding place that we have created for God. And like I said, we got to make sure that that place is not a place that's any kind of way. We have to make sure that that place is a safe place, a good environment, making sure that that place is pure, holy. We set that place aside to set this place apart so that the Holy Spirit can meet us there. We got to take away unforgiveness. We got to take away bitterness. We got to take away hatred. We got to take away anger. We got to take away envy and jealousy. We got to take away all of those negative spirits because the Holy Spirit ain't meeting us in that area that's contaminated. He ain't meeting us in that area that just ain't no any kind of way. No, it has to be an area where God can, because the Holy Spirit, come on, it, 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 it get, um, has to take, um, agitate it. And, and even in us. So we got to even be careful what we put in our temple. Because there's always a fight with flesh and spirit. But spirit over always um, override the flesh. We should never allow the, the, the Holy Spirit in us to be agitated by such a demonic spirit within our flesh. No, because the spirit takes over our flesh at all times. It has to. So we have to continue to die to ourselves, surrender to ourselves. Because when we learn to surrender and die out to ourselves, then guess what, y'all? Only God, only God can do the rest. Because we are representatives of Christ. And I'll leave you with that. So how are you representing Christ today? How are you rep representing Christ in your speech, in your love, in your giving, in your, in, in your dress, in your leadership, in your job, in the marketplace, the highways, the byways? How are you representing Christ? We are the representatives of Christ. So guess what? They may have never seen, heard Christ, but what comes out of our mouth can make them hear and so they can they can hear what Christ sounds like through our voice of love, through our voice, uh, our voice. Come on, we have a voice. We have an amplified voice that can decree and declare things to come into existence. We are kingdom people. We're kingdom minded. We have keys of the kingdom. We have to be able to obtain those keys and use those keys so that our heavenly Father can continue to. Release unto us the blessings and the promises that he have already given us. Like I told y'all, there's over 162 or even more promises in the Bible. As I've been counting them over and over. You have to know. How do you know? By getting in the word. That's why this is Sunday school logos. Logos, the word of God, the realm of word of God. It is so vital that we teach God's word. Because People have fallen off because they don't have the word of God. They know it. They've read it. But we're not teaching it. We're giving people our own ran down, watered down word when God's saying, no, take them back to my living word. It is the living word that's going to bring life. Did you hear what it says? It says, and the light shine. It says, in him was what life and the life was the light of men. Because in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So it is life. It is light. It is everything we need to survive. God's word. Don't let go of God's word. Don't let go of God. Stay in your secret place. Get in a place of prayer. Get in a place of fasting. I don't care if they say you pray too much, you fast too much. Get in that place. Get connected to God. Get an intimate relationship with God. We are not promised tomorrow. And when he comes, you don't want him to say, depart from me. I never knew you. 
You don't want him to say, who are you? You don't want him to say you're a reprobate. You don't want him to say those things. No. You want him to say, good and faithful servant. You're a child of the king. You are a son of God. Those are the words that we want to hear. So, y'all, until next time, may God bless you. That is our Sunday School Word of Locals. And we're going to start our Sunday service, which is already started. Because like I told y'all, Word of Locals goes into our service Sunday service as well. So whatever the Lord has for us, for us, the word of encouragement to you. Amen. So come on and get here, 1115 Hicks Boulevard, Suite 5, Fairfield, Ohio, 45014. Amen. Service have already started. Amen. Our service starts at 1030. Amen. It's already started. So God, you know, it don't take Holy Spirit to finish the rest. So let's go into worship. And then we'll just go ahead with the ready word that the Lord has for us. May God bless you in Jesus' name. And again, we'll be back here next Sunday to talk about the divine prayer of faith. Amen. And I know that you're going to be able to tap into it and make sure you share this with somebody. Again, we're not Facebook Live. We're only on YouTube, Zoom, but we want you to come in the building because we are here. Most places I know you they're still closed. They're doing it online um, because of COVID, but by God's grace, you can bring your mask. We're open. You can come here. And again, um, we have the Food Pantry Unlimited Grace prayer ministry outreach pantry make sure if you need food you can also come after service we'll bless you with some food so you can come glory to god to get food if that's what you need and remember what i told you this morning don't allow your pride to stop you from what you need because if you need to eat you need to come and get you some food because we got some good food amen and and during the week we're here and i said you can reach out um give me a call and somebody will meet you here and we'll put together a nice food package for you um, 513-494-6678 and just leave a um, text just say hey we need food and let, let us know the day and time you'll be able to come and then we'll um, return your text back to confirm and let you know when you can come pick it but guess what you can pick it up today after service and like I said we're going into the preach word right now at the word of worship so um, maybe um, no later than 12, 12, 15 God bless you so let's go ahead and worship the Lord. Amen. Good morning to everybody. We welcome you. And we know that God has something for us. Hallelujah.
rejoice. I will rejoice and be glad therein. Hallelujah. We give God the glory. So Lord, we thank you for another day. Everything yeah. is going the way we want it to go, but thank you we're not under up under a bridge. Thank you. We're not on the side of the road with a sign in our hand yeah. or anything. Thank you, God, for food on the table. They know oh, they want me more, but thank Hallelujah. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We give you glory. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you, Jesus. And so, God, we can rejoice and be glad. Why? Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Jesus. How about We thank you, Lord.
again. Come on. If he did it before, he'll do it again. Did it before, he'll do it again. He'll do it. 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 He'll do it again. Hallelujah. He'll do it again. If he healed you, he'll do it. If he set you free, he'll do it. If he did a miracle, he'll do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 He'll do it again. I'm gonna see Hallelujah. 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 He's going to do it again. If he did it once, he's going to do it again. If he did it once, he's going to do it again. Just hold on. Don't give up. He's going to do it again. Sometimes you just got to let your patience just work. It don't seem like what he said because sometimes what we see but he will do it. You got to take what the enemy try to use against you and look at it for your good. Because it's all it's doing is just strengthening you. Know when the fire come and the fight come. Know that it's not to break you. But it's to better you. It's to get you to that place where God is trying to take you. Come on so that you won't miss him. Because there's a purpose and destiny for you being here. So he don't want you to mess up along the way. So sometimes instructions, sometimes wisdom, sometimes directions don't feel good. But know at the end, woo, it's going to pay off. It's going to pay off. Come on, you got to take what the enemy tried to do and just use it for your good. You got to know that it was never meant to kill you. It was never meant to break you. It wasn't never meant to, to leave you. But it was to better you. If you wouldn't have went through that, how, how strong would you ever know that you was? If you, if you didn't go through that breaking, how would you ever know the strength that you had? And if they didn't talk about you, how would you know how you can love so much as you love? Come on. Sometimes we look at it like, oh, this is bad. Oh, this ain't good. But it, it works for our good. The Bible says that he's working it all together for our good. The hurt, the pain, the betrayal, the lies. Come on, the, 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 the 
Let everything he's working in. He's working it for our good, y'all. It's not easy, it's not easy, but he's working it. I know, I know, I know, I know. I know it, I know it. It was like nothing I can do. Nothing I can say was good enough. It was always something. Oh, you did this. Oh, you did that. Oh, it wasn't right. Oh, you could have did it this way. Oh, you could have did it that way. Oh, you should have done it this way. Nothing was good enough. Nothing, nothing, nothing was good. But guess what? It all worked out for my good. Because it allowed me to be better. It allowed me to do it better. It allowed me to do it greater. It allowed me to do it in more excellency. So even though at the time I didn't want to hear it, but it allowed me to work in excellency like I'm working in right now. Woo! Sometimes it don't feel good, Bassa. But it's worth it, 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 it's worth it. It's worth it, it's worth it. It's worth it. The breaking is worth it. The breaking is worth it. Oh, the breaking, the breaking, the breaking is worth it. Oh, the breaking. Oh, the breaking, the breaking, the breaking. It's worth it, it's worth it. I'm telling you, it's worth it. It's worth it. Oh, you just got to continue to be broken. Oh, being broken is worth Being broken is worth Being broken is worth it. Being broken is worth it. Being ridiculed is worth it. Being ridiculed is worth it. Oh, being betrayed it is worth it. Being betrayed it is worth it. Being ridiculed, being lied on, all of those things, it was worth it. Oh, it was worth it. Guess what? After it all, I told him, saying, you got to get thee behind me. You can't stay in front of me. You don't ridicule me long enough. You don't lie on me long enough. You don't betray me long enough. You have done all my things against me long enough. But today, I said today, victory, victory, victory. I say victory is mine. Victory is mine. Pastor Joe, victory is yours. It's yours. Victory is mine. Emmanuel, victory is yours. Oh, it's mine. Victory. 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 You got to call it out. Victory is mine. Victory. I'm going to press on. I'm going to press on. I'm going to press on. I'm going to press in. I'm going to press. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care who don't come with me. I'm pressing in. I'm pressing. I'm pressing. I'm pressing in. I'm pressing in, y'all. I'm pressing in. Hey.
in. Go ahead and press in. Press in. Press in. Press in. Oh,
more and more. Hallelujah. Because he says that revival. And one of the things that the woman of God said, Tasha Cox, she said that at the, because of the epidemic, we all had to see the Father. The epidemic, everybody went to Jesus. Because of the epidemic, ain't everybody got on their knees. Because of the epidemic, everybody started seeking God even more. Hallelujah. Because we didn't know if we was next. Hallelujah. We didn't know if COVID was going to take us out. Hallelujah. So everybody had to seek the face of God. Hallelujah. During the pandemic. Amen. So even the egos was edged out. Because ego means edging God out. That's what ego means. E-G-O. Edging God out. We was edging God out before the pandemic. Meaning that we were doing things our way. We wanted everything to be what we wanted to be. But God said that he changed guards. Hallelujah. He put other people in place because he knew their heart. He knew their heart for him. He knew their sacrifice. He knew their faithfulness unto them. So that's why there was a change of the guard. Hallelujah. But he said that he wanted his people to understand. Even some of the leaders, like, don't think it's strange of things that are happening to you. Don't look at the place where you are, it may seem small, it may not seem what I said, but I know where I told you, I know what I told you to do, so be patient and know that I'm God, don't look at the numbers, don't look at the people, just be faithful because there's many that's coming glory, so at the end of the day because he has changed guards now he wants to see how faithful we are, are we in it for just the prestige and the power are we in it for just the people or how many we can sit in our sanctuary but will we be still obedient to the things of God when things is not going according to our plan he says that this is the time that I'm calling a revival in Jesus name hallelujah amen and glory to God we give God the glory amen glory to the kings of kings hallelujah and the lords of lords amen Tires. hallelujah Hallelujah. Kept hearing it. Thank you, Jesus. Over and over again. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It's your boy. Revival. 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 A revival. Revival. A revival. A revival. 
Did you hear what the Bible says? It says, get out of your country. Hallelujah. Get out of your own thinking. Get out of your own ways or your own ability. Not just getting out of a ge geographic location or a geographic area. But I need you to get out of yourself. I need you to get out of your flesh. I need you to get out of your own ability. I need you to get out of your own education. I need you to get out of your own ways of thinking. But I need you to get out of your country, from your family, from those that you may was born with, from those that you may married into, maybe those that you brought birth to or gave birth unto. But I need you to get from your family and I need um, and from your father's house, uh, your mother's house, your daddy's, your uncle, your cousin, your bloodline to a land that I will show you. Now, wait a minute now. I know that you have all of this cattle and all of this land and you have everything that you need right here in this country. But let me tell you something, Abram. I need you to hear my voice. I need you to hear me. I said, first of all, get out of thou country. Get out of thou country. Get out of thou country. First of all, let me tell you something. I know what I'm saying to you, Abram. Because when we go back to the beginning of Genesis, Genesis is a book of beginning. It is the beginning of the cosmos and the creation. It is the beginning of sin and death. It is the beginning of blessings and history of my re redemption. I need you to understand that this was a place where sin and judgment, but because of a token of grace, was given. I want you to know that even in the beginning, the fall of Cain and Abel, the flood in the Tower of Babel, painted such a picture of vivid, something of something that was not good. It was a sinful nature, sinful problems. But I've come to reconcile humanity through you because you're not going to be Abram but you're going to be named a father of nation you're going to become wait a minute I don't want to go before myself he said I need you to go to a land that I will show you I will make you a great nation I will bless you I will make your name great I shall be a blessing and you shall be a blessing I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who cursed you and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed hold on let me go to amplify let me put some amp to it it says and I will make of you a great nation I will bless you meaning with abundance an increase of what favor and make your name famous and distinguished and you will be a blessing meaning dispersing good to others and I will bless those who bless you meaning who confer prosperity or happiness upon you and curse him who curses or uses this insolent language towards you in you will all the families and kindred of the earth be blessed and and by you they will bless themselves hold up wait a minute now because of this God said because of all that came, came almost all of that sin 
all of that judgment. I've given a token of grace unto you, and I need for you to reconcile humanity. And I'm going to do it through you, and I'm going to take Abram and turn it into Abraham, and the promises I shall give unto you. And guess what? There was a beginning of what? Blessing. Amen. So, because they have forfeited their blessing through rebellious, amen, God was saying, I'm going to use you, Abraham, to be a blessing to humanity, to reconcile, hallelujah, and not only your family, but the descendants making you a father of many nations. Well, first of all, there is a very important distinguish here. God promised Abram that he will what? Make him what? A great nation. That's right. So, in order to do that, he says, and that in you all the families of the earth will what be blessed. But let's not duck this um, 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 at an on because Abraham said that. Um, um, he said, now, wait a minute, I need you to do something. See, he, God told Abram that he will do these things. He said that I will, um, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. And I sh and you shall be a blessing. And you shall bless those that bless you. And you will curse them that curse you. But in order for Abram to be able to do these things, Abram had to do something. What did Abram have to do? Well, Emmanuel, I'm glad you asked. He told him to what? Get out of his country. Amen. Not just out of his geographic location, glory to God. But he had to get him. He said, get out of your education. You know, because um, you're in your education right now you think your education gonna get you where I'm taking you but it's not gonna be your education you need to get out of your money it's not your money Apostle Joy that's gonna take you where I'm taking you but favor is going to take you where I'm taking you I need you to get out of your own giftings and your own talents and your own ability because it is the anointing and the glory of God that I have put on you that's going to take you into a greater place and that you're going to receive a land that is going to make you a great nation so in order for Abram to receive this great uh, nation he had to first get out of his country meaning get out of himself get away from his family meaning, meaning get out of those that he always looked unto to get and receive what to do we need to be delivered from opinion of man we always worry about what man say we always want to um, follow what man do but God is saying no I am delivering you from opinion of man see people want to put you in a box of perception. They want to perceive you to be one way. But God said you have broke out of that box of perception. I brought you into a place where your faith is going to take you further. You keep worrying about what people say and what people are going to do. I don't care what people say and what people are going to do. I already told you what to do. I told you to get out of your country, meaning leaving those that I told you to leave behind. I know you went to school with many of them. I know that you did ministry with many of them. I know that you made money with many of them. But I I need you to get out of your country, get out of yourself, get out of your money, out of your ability, and get away from your family, get away from those that you're comfortable with. I need you to go out in the unknown, in a place where you don't know them. They don't look like you, they don't dress like you, they don't talk like you, but they're of me, so you gotta know them. Hallelujah, back their fruit, amen. We keep wanting to be around people because they talk like us. We want to be around people that come from the same country we come from. When God say, hey, I'm not putting 
you with them because see they're on a weaker level they're not on your level I'm taking you to a place a greater nation so you're going to have to be around those that don't look like you don't talk like you don't dress like you and did not come from where you come from matter of fact they don't have your same geographic location they don't have maybe your same belief or culture bring up or whatever but at the end of the day know that I have brought them in your life for a purpose and a reason to get you to that land that I'm taking you to to get you to that place flowing of milk and honey the reason why we're receiving the milk and honey is because because we want to keep going with people that looks like us that sounds like us that talks like us that dress like us and that come from the same geolocation from us but God is saying that I need for you to get out of your country from your family and get from your father's house. You keep want to be in your father's house when I'm trying to take you away from your father's house. I know that you're comfortable there. I know you was brought up there but I need to bring you into another place. Uh, you're so used to being in the place where there's so many people sitting in the pew. Maybe I want to take you to a place where there's only two and three people because I want to teach you and train you and, 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 and impart in you what I have for you and when you sit in the place sometimes when there's so many people you can get overlooked so sometimes I need to take you and uproot you out of a place where there's so many and plenty and put you in a place where there are only two and three so that you can receive what you need in order to go out here and take the land that I'm about to give you in order for your name to be great amen but you so caught up in the numbers you so caught up in the power and the prestige of the building of the model and the brick of the power pastor or the prophet or the apostle and you're not looking at me when I'm telling you sometimes you gotta go alone. Didn't you hear what the woman of God said on today? You gotta get into that secret place that hiding place, that place where you find me, only me and you and me. So therefore get up out of yourself, get up out of them and get up out of your geographic location and go into a secret place, a hiding place where there's only you and me. In order for you to receive what I have for you, you have to make sure that you do these things because in order for these things to come forth in order for these things to work you got to understand that it's contingent on you working for them how do I work for them? I'm glad you asked. Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. So at the end of the day, God's original blessing that he had for Abram also was based, hallelujah, from the original blessing of Eve and Adam in the garden. Like he said, life in the garden defines what blessings look like, which was a spiritual blessing, an emotional blessing, psychological, physical, social, relational, and all those things from above. But at the end of the day, when we look at the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 27 and 28, it gives us an understanding and lets us know that those who obey God's covenant will have relationship with God who leads us into a place of spiritual blessings as well as materialistic blessings which are the promises and the blessings of God hallelujah that will come from above and not from this world so at the end of the day it lays such a foundation from this passage of scripture God is saying that Abram if you go where I'm telling you to go and do what I'm telling you to do I am going to make you a great nation I am going to bless you I'm going to make your name great and you will be a blessing meaning that when I begin to bless you it's not for you to go out and buy so many cars and houses I'm here to bless you so that you can 
be blessing to many. You can bless those that are in need. You can bless those on the highways and the byways. The reason why we're not receiving the blessings of the Lord is because we're ungrateful, we're unthankful, and we are selfish. Glory to God. Most of us are real greedy. Amen. We only thinking about ourselves. We're only thinking about our families. But God is saying, didn't I tell you to get out of your country, get away from your family and your father's house so that you can be a blessing to others? And didn't I say be at first a blessing to your family? Even though your family is connected to your blessing, your family will receive the blessing. But when you be obedient to first the things that God has told you to do, then the family receives the blessing. But what happens is we want to bless the family first and forget the others last when that was not the instructions that God gave unto us. He said to be a blessing to what? Others. Huh? He would never forget about us and our family. Our family is already connected to us, but he wants to see our obedience. He wants to see what we do, what he say. So in order for the blessings to be contingent and moving the way that God had promised, we have to first do what he says. This is word, y'all. It says that I need for you to be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you. You got people that's in the background that will curse you from behind. You got people from behind that got vain imaginations that will wish evil against you. But you don't have to worry about fighting against them because God sees all. He's I'm not potent. I'm not missing. I'm not in God. He's all knowing, all seeing. And everywhere God. So you don't have to worry about fighting that devil. He already see those eyes. He already see that vain imagination. He already see that evil thinking. At the end of the day, the Bible says that, and I will curse him who curses you. So if they curse you, don't worry about it. Don't try to fight against them because God already done cursed them. Amen. Because they cursed you when you was a blessing to them. Glory to God. So at the end of the day, as we begin to know that in, in you, all the families of earth shall be blessed. My God, meaning that it's not just our families that's going to be blessed, but other families are going to be blessed. Meaning families that are on the north, the east, the south, and the west are going to be blessed. But I first have to get out of my country. I mean, I got to get out of my geographic location. I got to get, hallelujah, Pakistan out of my mind right now. I know I was born in Pakistan. I know I was raised in Pakistan. I know my, my lineage come from Pakistan. But God has sent me to U.S. God has sent me right here in Philadelphia. So I got to step into this place that he done sent me. I got to bless the people in Philadelphia. I got to do what he told me in Philadelphia. I know I got people in Pakistan. I know I got my language in Pakistan. I know my great-grandmother is in Pakistan. My father and my cousins and my uncle and my aunts is in Pakistan. But I'm in Philadelphia and I got to do what God told me to do first. I got to bless the families, hallelujah, is where I'm at. I'm not in that country I'm not in a geographic location where I was born, but God has blessed me and blessed me in another land in U.S. When God has brought us outside of our country, he's not bringing us outside of our country for us to say, hey, we're just part of U.S. We're in U.S. There is an assignment connected to U.S. There is an assignment, a mandate that's connected to Africa or to Italy or to Paris. When God says so international outreach network, he didn't say that for me to just to say I'm a U.S. citizen. He said, no, you got to go to Africa, not just Ghana, but you got to go to South Africa. You got to go to 
Johannesburg, you gotta go here, you gotta go there, then you gotta go to London, then you gotta go to Pakistan, then you gotta go here, then you gotta go there. He said international, meaning that it's not just one country, my God. Huh? Even though I know I got many family here and you ask, huh? I got spiritual family here, I got natural family here, but my blessing, hallelujah, huh, is outside of the U.S. That's why when I go outside the U.S., huh, my focus is being a blessing huh, outside of U.S., huh? meaning that I will give all I got to those outside of U.S., huh? because my blessing is outside of U.S., huh? he's going to take care of my family in U.S., huh? while I'm outside of U.S., huh? being a blessing to those huh, that he told me to be a blessing of, because I've got out of my country, which is U.S., huh? Cincinnati, Ohio, huh? and I'm in uh, Ghana, huh? I'm in uh, Kumasi, huh? I'm in Accra, huh? I'm in Brosaka, South Africa, huh? Johannesburg, huh? I'm in Cape Town, huh? I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm in the place the way he told me to go to be a blessing. And why I'm there, he's blessing my children here. Why I'm there, he's blessing my family here. Why I'm there, he's blessing my home here. So we got to get out of our country, get out of our family, get away from our father's house and do what God has called us to do. Because when we are obedient to God, huh, God promises huh, will be given unto us. You see, God knew that ever since Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, huh, he knew that there was a big problem, not only in them, huh, but he knew that it would be a big problem in humanity. Huh. Remember, we were born out of the iniquity of sin out of our own mother's womb. Huh. But at the end of the day, that's where the token of grace came. Huh. That's where Jesus Christ came. That's when he died for us, went to the cross for us. Huh. Even though it tried down the bloodline, tried to come and do us so many ways. Then Noah came and then he built the ark. My God, my God. And then that did not work out. Then another thing came, my God. But Jesus Christ, everything was in the language, in the lineage. David, my God, he couldn't even build the temple. Solomon had to build the temple. Why? Because David's hands was too bloody, my God. God is saying that in this time and season, most of our hands is too bloody. That's why he had change guards. Uh, he's putting people in position uh, to build his temple, uh, to build his people, uh, because some of our hands are too bloody. Uh, some of us have not walked in the will of God, uh, but he did not take the grace from us. Uh, he did not take the glory from us. Uh, he did not take his glory from us. Uh, he did not take his anointing from us, uh, but he has changed God and put somebody else in place. Uh, and we need to be the forerunners for them, uh, pushing them along, uh, letting them go forth to do what God called them to do, uh, and not allowing Enviness and jealousy uh, to take you uh, by heart uh, because God is now using somebody else. Uh, it's not to degrade you uh, or discredit you, uh, but God has sent you help in another direction. Uh, just like he said, come on, y'all, Joshua, because uh, he knew that Moses would not be able to get them in the promised land. Uh, he will only begin to let them see the promised land. Uh, he will only see from afar, but he will never enter in, my God. Uh, that's why Joshua uh, was the layman beside. Moses, huh? He was his predecessor, huh? He was the one that stood by his side, huh? He was the follower, huh? As Moses was the leader, huh? So when it was time for Joshua to take part and take place, huh? To lead the children, huh? He was already familiar with the assignment, huh? He was already familiar with the journey, huh? God would never put you in a place, huh? To never get you familiar or train you before he sent 
you. He will always train you and get you ready. Don't miss the training and process part. Don't miss this part. Don't miss the oven. We want the microwave process. You got to get the oven process. When you get in the oven, my God, it's going to be hot, 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 and hot, and hot. Even don't go up to 500. But when you put it on bar, it's going to hit you from the top, from head down. It's going to kill out everything that's not like God. Don't miss the oven process. Quit trying to go through the microwave process. Quit trying to say you know this and know that. And sit back and hear God. Sit back and get wisdom. And say that all things get an understanding. That means that I'm going to listen even though I know. That means I'm going to be listening with all my ears tuned in. I'm not going to try to go before my time. I'm not going to try to go before God. But I'm going to be still and know that I'm God. And then I'm going to humble myself. Because even when it was time for Joshua to lead the people, guess what? He lacked courage. He lacked confidence. That's why God told him, he said, have good courage. Be very courageous. My God, my God. Sometimes you need God to reintegrate courage to you. You need God to tell you, come on, you can do it. Press on. Move in. It's your time. Because sometimes your cheerleaders don't left you behind. People will leave you in the dark. People will leave you when it's your time to lead. But you can't get so caught up in who left you. You got to trust in God. You got to let God, the Holy Spirit, lead you. Yes, it's lonely. Yes, it's not a good place. Yes, you feel afraid. But I'm here to tell you I'm a witness. I know it ain't something that I read. It ain't something somebody told me. But it ain't easy going up the ladder alone. It's not easy fulfilling a plan that God told you to fulfill by yourself. When you have been there for everybody else and done everything for everybody else. But when it's time for them to be behind you, it's only you. You can't give up on God. You got to keep pressing in. You got to keep pressing on. I know it hurt. I know you're saying, well, God, why are they not with me? Why are they not pressing with me? He said that it's not that. They're not with you. I want to see what you're going to do when it's only you. I want to see what you're going to do when it's only you by yourself. Because I need to make sure that you focus on me and not on people. You're not losing their strength. But your faith had kicked in and you trusted in me. What do you do when all you got is a word from God? What do you do when all you can do is trust God? It's like Abraham. All he had was a word. Even when he became Abraham. Even when he needed a son. And God gave him a son. What do you do when God said take your only son. And sacrifice your son like God. Like God. See I'm telling you. Your faith right now in this season. Is about to go to another realm. I need you not to fret. I need you not to be afraid. Just know that God is in it. Don't give up. They may buckle up against you. They may don't say it in your eyes. And try to blind you. But know that you will not be blinded. They may try to blame you for this or that. But don't look at it like that. Know that God is making you. He's preparing you. He's about to lead you to a greater place in him. Sit back and go through the process. Sit back 
and just hear God. Huh? Sit back and just build yourself in God. Huh? Find your hiding place, your secret place, huh? your intimate place with God. Huh? God is trying to tell you something. Huh? He didn't take you out of your country. He didn't take you out of whatever he took you out of uh, just to bring you in place to enjoy. Uh, you got an assignment. Uh, you got a mandate that you got to do. Uh, there's something that's propagated to you, uh, but not just connected to you. Uh, it's connected to your family and those that God is going to have you reach. Uh, so know the reason why he has brought you uh, or get what he done in you. Uh, it's not for you just to be blessed. Huh? It is for your family. Uh, it is for those that he connected you to. Uh, so don't miss the process. Huh? Blow that God huh, is going to make you a great nation. Huh? He's going to allow you to reach that land. Huh? Flowing of milk and honey. Uh, he's going to make sure that he make you a great nation. Uh, you're going to be able to be a blessing uh, to so many. Uh, so don't give up. Uh, don't give out. Because uh, at the end of the day, uh, he said that I'm going to bless you. Uh, and those who bless you, uh, he said he's going to curse him that curses you. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, God has commanded you uh, to travel in an unknown land. Uh, what do you do when you're in a land uh, that's unknown to you? Uh, what do you do when you're in a land uh, that you know nothing about? Uh, what do you do when you're in the land huh, that you've never seen before. Huh? Just hold on. Huh? Let your faith kick in. Huh? Trust God. Huh? He'll lead you along the way. Huh? He'll lead you beside the still waters. Huh? He will lead you. Huh? You just gotta hold on to God huh? because God promises is true. Huh? His promises is amen. Huh? And don't don't fret. Huh? Know that huh? when you hold on to God's unchanging hand, huh? he's gonna give you uh, what he's gonna give you uh, because huh? he's said like he took Abram uh, and called him forth huh, and called him Abraham huh, because that's what it means huh? Abram means could be called forth right huh? God had to call Abram forth huh, before he made his name a great nation become Abraham because huh? Abram means go forth huh? then Ham huh, just added on to the Abraham huh, allowed him to be a great nation huh? his name was great because huh? at the end of the day he commanded him huh? he commanded him to go forth he commanded him to go out from his country away from his family because there was going to be a better place it seemed a little awkward it seemed a little uneasy but Abram really didn't listen all the way because he had Lot his cousin to come with him but at the end of the day God didn't tell Lot to come with Abraham but because Abram was such an old age Lot was a lot younger so he felt like Lot would have the ability to help him in strength but don't you know, God knows that we are human, that sometimes we make the wrong decision, we make the wrong choice, but that's where grace come in at, because he gave us a token of grace, even though he took Lot, Lot did not stop the blessing for coming, but at the end of the day, at the very end, in order for him to go on, to become that great nation, he had to let Lot go, sometimes you gotta let a Lot go, did you hear what I said, not just Lot, a person, but a Lot go, meaning that you got to let a lot of money go. Huh? You got to let a lot of people go. Huh? You got to let a lot of houses go. Huh? You got a lot of letter things go. Huh? You got a lot of let yourself go. Huh? A lot got to go. Huh? A lot got to go. Did you hear me? A lot got to go from us. Huh? In order for us to reach a great nation huh? and make our name great, huh? a lot got to go from us. Huh? So he had to remove lot. Huh? So he said, listen, uh, you give him this portion. Uh, you take this portion. Uh, and then you go your way. Uh, let him go his way. Uh, sometimes 
sometimes you got to just divide it huh, down the middle. Huh? You go your way huh, and you go your way. Because huh? in order for you to read a great nation, huh, in order for you to have a great name, huh, you got to let a lot go. Huh? You got to let that person to go. Huh? You got to let that money go. Huh? You got to let that house go. Huh? You got to let that power go. Huh? You got to let that prestige go. Huh? You got to let that land go. Huh? Sometimes you got to let your children go. Huh? You got to let your wife go. Huh? Your husband go. Huh? You got to let a lot of things go. Huh? But don't you know when you let it go? Great name. Great nation. Just remember, get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to a land that God wants to show you in Jesus' name. May God bless you for this word. And I hope that the Holy Spirit has spoken to you on this morning, on this afternoon, because God is good and his mercy endures forever in Jesus' name. Amen. And glory to God. We give God the glory. Amen. Hallelujah. So and, uh, we're just going to say right now for those that want to give their life to Christ. Because I'm not going to say for those that don't know Christ. We all know Christ. Now we may not have accepted him in our life. We may not have accepted him as our Lord and Savior. But we know Christ. So those that want to accept Christ in their hearts. Confess with their mouth. Believe in their heart that he is their Lord and Savior. And they want to come. Come. You can come. You can come right here in the building. You can come wherever you are alive. We got over 286 now countries listening to us. You can come right there in your living room. Remember we talked about the secret place, the hiding place that you create right there in your own living room. You create right there in your car. You create right there wherever you are. You can go right there and say, Lord, I confess with you, with my mouth, and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and Savior, that you died for me. That you gave your life for me. That the blood on Calvary was shed for me. And you gave me life, life on more. Lord God, forgive me. Forgive me of all my sins that I know that I don't know. All the sins of knowing and not knowing. God, forgive. And God, let me forgive those that have hurt me. Those that have done all. God, let me forgive those too. And I'm coming as I, as I am. I ain't trying to clean myself. I'm coming as I are. I know for me, I came as I am. I came as I was. I came as I was. I was smoking weed I came. Come on. I was drinking. I came. I, uh, come on. I came as I was and God took it all. God took it all from me. By God's grace. And I sit here just, I'm testifying. He took it all. Look at me now. Look, 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 look. Don't you see the glory? It's all because of God. Not because of me. It's God. I don't look like who I was, who I would have been through. It's only by the grace of God. So God can do it for you. Come. He says, come, 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 come. Come, 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 come to him. And then guess what? Open up your mouth wide. He will endow the Holy Spirit unto you. Psalms 81. He'll give you a free gift. He'll give it to you. Come on, I know we tarry in the church. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. But the Holy Spirit can follow you. And you can speak in unknown tongues and receive the power. And I'm telling you, it's going to be an experience that you never experienced before. Because guess what? You're going to need the power of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because it's the Holy Spirit that's going to allow you to tread over every scorpion, every lion, every cobra, every serpent. Come on and, and, and conquer it in the name of Jesus. And plead the blood of Jesus. Because without the Holy Spirit, you are you are done. The Holy Spirit gives you not only power, but authority. The enemy only got power. He don't have authority. So it gives you both to overtrample the enemy. So guess what is yours today? Come on, we receive you right now. Come on, y'all, let's give God praise. Come on, let me get thumbs up, thumbs up. That's right. Come on, let me, let me get some, some happy faces. Yeah, because we got those that accept the Christ as their Lord and Savior on today. Come on, if one soul, one, hey, we rejoice like it was many. 
we rejoice with you. Come on, son of God, sons of God, sons of God. Come on, come on, daughters of Zion. Come on, come on. We thank God for your life. Come on, cross it over, kingdom citizens. Welcome to the kingdom of God. May God bless you. In Jesus' name, I am Lady Apostle. God bless you, Story International Outreach Network. God bless you. And guess what? Until next week, amen, we'll have our second service on next um, Sunday because it's second. Every second and fourth Sunday, we have our second evening service at 6 p.m. So God bless you. Amen. In Jesus' name, we'll see you. And again, those that may need food, unlimited grace, prayer ministry, outreach pantry, you can always get food. Amen. We have food for you. And remember, you can call. We have a package set up for you. You can just call 513-494-6678. May God bless you in Jesus' name. And we thank you for joining us. Until next time. But remember, November the 20th, I need you to come on out and support um, Apostle Joe L. Ezamore and also um, Emmanuel Ezamore and um, Reverend Esther Ezamore and the family um, and the loss of their father, Joseph Ezamore. Hallelujah, that passed away. So we're celebrating his um, funeral on November the 20th, and that's going to be at 447 Neil Nils Road, Fairfield, Ohio, 45014, as Resurrection Power of Living Bread church so i need for you to come out um 8 p.m 7 p.m to 12 a.m that's right on november the 20th that's on a saturday from 8 p.m to 12 p.m eastern standard time come on out 447 nilly's road fairfield ohio 45014 resurrection power of living bread um we thank god for uh Pastor Charles for allowing us to have the service at his church due to um, the size and everything. So we thank God for you and First Lady Gina. Thank God for you as well. So we just thank everybody. So make sure you come out to be a support to Apostle Joe L. Esamor. Amen. And those that may want to give um, into um, this um, funeral, you can send it through directly to Apostle Joe L. Esamor. And that's money sign. Um, Cash Apostle One, or you can send it through Zelle at 513-886-4301. So God bless you in Jesus' name, and until next time, may God bless you. Bye.